Hi, my name is Tiffany Robinson and I'm a professional dancer currently dancing at Cedar Point's Amusement Park this summer. Thanks for watching and learning a little bit about my journey as a dancer thus far. Welcome back everyone to another incredible episode of Chat with Dan. For today, I mean, what can I say? You know, we have an incredible, amazing, badass, super guest on the show. Tiffany, how are you today? Hi, I'm good, Dan. Thank you for having me. I've never been on a podcast as a guest, so I'm fangirling a tiny bit, but I'm super excited. Thank you for asking me. <laughs> Cool. I mean, absolutely. I mean, what better way to have an incredible Monday and also a better way to have an incredible, yeah, like the perfect start for the week to have an incredible badass guest. As you, you know, that's all I can say. Uh, <laughs> now, before we start, I do want to thank those who are watching. Thank you so much. Uh, if you're new to the channel, don't forget to leave a like, subscribe, follow. Helps a lot. Now, without further more, let's jump in for the, for the whole interview. Now, let's go back in time and tell me where the journey dance began. Where did the journey began. Okay, so it's really funny because I'm actually an academic girly at heart. So I was really into forensic psychology. Um, we had a criminal law class in high school and um, I loved NCIS, law and order, all those things. So I really wanted to go into um, the psychiatric psychology part of it. And um, it's like a little bit of a family joke because my mom would pray for me that I'm going into a population that is drastically different and she wanted to make sure, you know, my brain, my mind and my heart, you know, didn't deter from who I am as a person. She just wanted to make sure I would, you know, be okay. And so it's this family joke that, you know, she had this prayer and then all of a sudden I was like, you know what, I actually want to be a dancer. So um, it was kind of a drastic change from what I was into to what I'm doing now. Um, but I did grow up doing uh, musical theater. I was always just like an ensemble girly. Um, and I loved the, the dance portion of the musical theater the best. And I had this advisor, choreographer, who was like, oh, you know, like, are you in dance class? And I was like, no, not really. Um, and she was like, why? And I was like, I, I, I don't know, actually. <laughs> so um, I started taking classes when I was in high school. So it started in about ninth, 10th grade, um, I was taking some recreational courses. It was great, but I realized that I wanted to do a little bit more. Um, so I started training a little bit more um, intentionally. Um, I would say like 11th, 12th grade was when I was like, you know, like I, I wanna get into this a little bit more. I was taking African jazz, hip hop, like a modern and uh, maybe like a, a jazz solo. And I started taking um, a little bit of ballet also. So um, that was where I really started. I didn't have the traditional, you know, you start when you're two and you do competition dance and convention. So it was a little bit different journey for me. I started what's deemed as, you know, late. Um, but yeah, that's where that's where I'm coming from. That's incredible. And, you know, I think that is also kind of the the best way to start, you know, because you, you try to... to... Yeah, yeah, I do think that that was that that is also a, a great way to start, because like sometimes with the whole competition, competitions and everything, especially when you're like starting out, it can get into a moment in which you start to feel burned out. You know what I mean? And yeah. since you're young, you know, you just want to have fun, have a good one. So I do think that is also kind of a good start to be like out of those stuff yet. You know what I mean? So yeah, for a really long time, I didn't see it that way. Um, I always just felt like I was behind. But it definitely, I know a lot of people who did competition dance, and then once they got to college or um, you know after their competition, they were like, "I don't ever want to dance again." So that is a really good perspective that it took me a while to come. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But tell me, like, what is what like, 
what are some of the uh, of the inspirations that you have in order for you to be in order for you to become a dancer? Ooh, that is a good one. Um, I think I would. I just it was less of like drawing from external and knowing that internally I felt my best when I was performing and I felt the most me and I liked making that connection with the audience and seeing people laugh and smile and like, you know, enjoy the spectacle of the performance. Um, yeah. So I, I didn't naturally gravitate towards dance. It was really that one advisor that was like, you know what, you should check this out. And I guess she was my inspiration really, which is kind of neat because I just messaged her a few weeks ago and just kind of reflected back on like where I started and where I am now. And I was like, you kind of started this all. So <laughs> yeah okay and can you share like a memorable moment or experience that you had back when you were you know recently making your first steps in your dancing career yeah so um in high school I was Victoria the White Cat in Cats the Musical and um, it was a featured role and it was you know pretty iconic um and my family had come to the show and when I came off stage they were all wearing these white t-shirts that said we love the white cat and my mom had made like a little cute, you know, picture or painting on the photos with these like pipe cleaner whiskers and it was the cutest thing. And I, it was, it was a really incredible moment to know that I had my community and that I was supported because I know that it's not always the case. So the, the shirts, the shirts were fun and they still wear them now, like every now and again around the house. So that was definitely a really special moment. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. Now, Let's focusing a little bit on the present, let's say, right? And tell me how yeah. you prepare for a performance. I mean, do you have a, I don't know, like a ritual, you know, or like something to kind of set your mind before, you know, going on stage? Yeah, um, I, if you've ever taken, or anybody's ever taken class or rehearsals or anything like that, like I love a good shoulder roll warm up. So that is pretty iconic for um, me getting into a performance. So I would definitely say my warm up is really important. I don't think I have like a specific ritual, but I would say that my warm up is pretty consistent in terms of getting ready for a show because yes, you have to get your, your physical body ready, but the warm up for me is a mental game um, and a mental practice and reset that I, I really make sure that I'm intentional. So sometimes I have, you know, like my calming music to do a nice stretch and then I'll turn on my bad B playlist, something like really hyped to get me into the mood and um, ready for the day. And yeah, I think that is probably something that's always consistent that I make sure that is feels good for me and my body. Yeah, no, yeah, I get it. And also it shows that there is no like a specific manual on how to prepare, yeah. you know, I think that is like the cool thing that everyone has to, um, yeah, that everyone has to create their own kind of uh, process in order for in order for them to get ready and not to, and that there's no book on how to prepare or things like that. I think that makes things more easy and more kind of um, creative, you know, and more personal for everyone, you know. So for sure, and it's not always consistent from day to day. So if I need something extra for my back, or you know, it, yeah, it changes. Totally. So that's important for sure. Totally. And tell me, what has been the most challenging aspect of your dance career? Ooh, I would definitely say imposter syndrome. Because I started dance late, I never really feel like I'm a dancer. So I started maybe when I was about 15 or 16 years old. I'm 23 right now. And I think I've just started to claim that title, that identity of a dancer, like about four to six months ago. So 
I, for me, that is a really hard thing because I never really feel like I'm good enough to be in the room or that I'm really like a real dancer. So getting over that mental block of like, I'm here, I belong, like I'm working hard. It's translating to the audience has been the most difficult part for me, for sure. Yeah, 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 I get it. I can understand that. And that being said, what has been the most challenging aspect of your career? Um, hmm. I had knee surgery in 2018. Okay. And this was my senior year in high school. So this was right around the time that I just started to be like, I want to get serious about dance. I started taking ballet. I think I was like six months into ballet. I set up for a turn that I did not go well, <laughs> clearly. Um, I went one way, my knee went the other, and um, I ended up tearing my meniscus and there was a lot of dislocation um, in my knee. Like that got pretty bad to the point where like, I wasn't, I couldn't go the whole night without dislocating my knee because I'm tossing and turning in the middle of the night. It would, um, you know, pop out. So that was really difficult because I just started, I think I was like, six months or so into taking ballet and then I had to start all over again with recovery and then learning how to walk so that was a difficult part I during that time the recovery time I there was a lot of depression it was my senior year I missed out on a lot of events um I also gained a lot of weight (laughs) my friends would just come over and bring me treats and then I was just sitting like on the couch for like an extended period of time. So that was definitely a moment in my career where it was just like the fuel was kicking in. And then I had this really big setback learning how to walk all over again. So Mm. um, I definitely feel like it pushed me a little bit more once I, you know, got out of that little funk, that weird little recovery period. Um, But that was difficult because it was definitely a a setback in terms Mm. of like, you know, yeah, like getting back into shape and everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I can understand that. Yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah. Like years ago, wait, like yeah, too many years ago now, I broke my foot, and I was in the basketball team. And due to that, I was like three, four, no, like four months out because of the whole rehab stuff in order to, you know, rehabilitation to get your uh, physiotherapy and things like that. And during that time, I got yeah, I got weight. <laughs> and when I got back, also it was not the same, you know. And and it took me it it took me a while to kind of re you know like recoup, and yeah, like recoup those uh, those months in which I basically was staying in bed and things like that. So yeah, it's crazy when you try to get back and you're like, I used to do this thing super easy, and now it takes me and now it, it's taking me a lot of time. What the hell, you know? So exactly, yeah. And I'm the type of person that likes to just pick up where I left off so that was definitely difficult because I obviously could not do that <laughs> yeah no yeah, yeah yeah totally because you're you're like okay I'm fine so I can do things now the way that I used to now but you don't and because you're young you know you don't get it that sometimes it's not like that you know so yeah, yeah I can and tell me like how you handle like the whole nerves or anxiety before performing I mean it happens to all of us even though that if we have that if we have been doing something for years now and we have experience you know, there is still some bug here and there, you know, some still like some, some little anxiety will come. So how you handle that part? Yes. Um, when I first started, I would get a lot of anxiety, mm. um, mostly because I just, I didn't have that experience of being in a class or being in a rehearsal. So it was pretty new and there's a lot of people, I'm claustrophobic, which is not great at a dance call and things like that. So yeah. 
Um, for me, having something, having a foundation that when your mind is racing that I can go back to. So like having a video of the performance or of note or, you know, written notes. So like, when you're like, oh my goodness, I forgot the dance. Or like, I don't remember what comes next. You have something that's like, okay, something to ground you. So I think that is uh, really important. Um, and then using for dance specifically for me, using the rhythm of the music mm. to ground you also, like you have this steady beat. How can you sit in it? How can you use all of your time and let that be something that you can work with as opposed to something that is yeah. like, working against you is a big thing for sure. I think now that I have a little bit more experience in classes and rehearsals and performance, I don't get as nervous, but again, there's always those times where like somebody specific is in the audience or, you know, every now and then they, ju they just pop up. Deep breathing is great also. Um, and then having a, a, a community, a cast that can also give you that comfort being with people who are also going through the same thing, you kind of yeah. create that that strong bond as well. Yeah, that's important. And tell me like how you handle the whole the whole uh demanding nature of dance. I mean, we all know that either for dancing, acting, music, it's super demanding, right? So how you handle that um yeah, that that side, let's say. Yeah, so I'm definitely struggling with that <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah. Um mentally, I would say it's important to have a circle, a community um, both within the dance that in the dance industry and community that understands what you're going through, mm -hmm. um, but then yeah. also a community outside of dance. I think it's important to have that identity and those hobbies outside of something that you you commit to all the time. Just it's it's refreshing. Sometimes you just need, you know, the mom or the ice cream or the friend that doesn't care yeah. about auditions and might just want to like go to the park. So I think that is also important physically. Um, recovery rest so vital to the body um, I've had a few injuries within the last few months I think part of it is a mental block that I'm going through that's translating to my body physically so you really can't look at them separately you have to make sure that they're everything is in sync or you're gonna you're gonna be injured um icing inversions um my mentor uh, from a few months ago told me not to just let the ice sit there. You really have to like kind of massage it in. So that was something new that, whereas in the first way I might put my body into shock just from mm -hmm. having the ice. Now I'm like, you know, working the muscle and really getting to all of the intrinsic things that are inside. Um, so just knowing how to take care of your body is great. I also was in this workshop a few weeks or not a few weeks, maybe a few days ago um, where the instructor told me that being an autopilot is a really big hindrance to injuries mentally yeah. and physically. And I think that I've definitely been an autopilot. You're just not as present. You're not as intentional. So making sure that you are being direct about what you're consuming, that's in terms of food, in terms of the company around you, in terms of the images, water, and things like that is also really important to make sure that you are maintaining physical and mental health for sure yeah yeah totally i mean sometimes it's like those little details right that we don't that we sometimes don't think like getting the proper sleep or uh <clears throat> eat uh eat properly you know things like that we don't see them as something really important but then once you start to realize it actually do affects your perform you know like how you perform later on so yes for sure yeah and how you continue you know to learn and grow as a dancer 
Yes, um, I think staying on top of the trends is really important. Mm. Um, I had an audition uh, maybe about a year ago and the casting director, I made it to in-person callbacks and then got cut at the end. Um, and the casting director came over to me and she was like, oh, I love you. Like, I love watching your performance is great, but you just don't have enough partnering work for this particular job. So, you know, yeah. keep your intuition and we'll reach out when it comes to the other jobs. And I had, um, prior to that audition, I had seen Wicked, the musical, when I was about in eighth grade. And so after that audition, a few months ago, I had seen it again. And it was drastically different from what I remember a few years ago. The whole show essentially was all partnering. And I was like, you know what? You you have a point there. So like yeah. everything is changing and you really have to make sure that, yes, you're staying true to who you are as an artist, but you're also, if you want to book jobs, if you mm-hmm. want to be in the industry and continue to make work, you really have to stay on top of what the industry is asking for you at this point in time. So um, I, there are a few um, industry professionals that um, will post things on Instagram about, oh, this is what's happening. Um, intenses are really important with people who are working in the industry as well as teaching because they can tell you, you know, this is what I had to do um, on stage and on tour. And then they can also translate that information down. So just being mindful about who you're training with um, what your goals are to make sure that you aren't doing that are going to help you get there is also super important in the same way as like if you're going into commercial dance and what's really popular right now is you know the bathing suit top and you know the cargo pants and yes it's really cute but is everybody going to be wearing that so just kind of staying um, really immersed with the culture of dance um, I think is really important to to make sure you're you're learning what is going to keep you booked and you're growing also as an artist by working with the people who are doing it. Okay. Okay. Now tell me how you manage to balance, right? Between technical proficiency and emotional expression, your performances. Um, Your technique is the foundation Mm -hmm. regardless of what, you know, performance that you're doing. And I do think that the emotional aspect of it helps you connect with the audience and it kind of helps you, it, it individualizes your performance. So for me, when I'm in uh, my current performance right now is kind of jazz funk. And then there's parts where we will have, you know, a triple turn or a shunny turn. And so I yeah. think making sure that you're staying engaged and using all of your muscles and you know when to be grounded and when to have a moment of texture and then knowing when, to bring it back in and make sure that you know everything is tight and together and the lines are where they're supposed to be um to do that i would say you just always kind of have to be thinking ahead mm-hmm. um, and know when to kind of like switch it on and off okay so kind of put that i mean it's a whole other process that for some people might think that is just learning uh a choreograph which let me tell you that i did try that one that once years ago and it took like weeks <laughs> <laughs> like to get it, you know, like to getting it, yeah. like to getting it good, you know. I mean, at first it look it looks easy, and you're like, I got this. But later, uh, but then uh, later on, with the people that I tried that, none of us were dancers, and yeah, it was. It took us weeks to finally start to getting it, you know. And the day we were, the day we were about to perform, it rained so yeah, it was raining too much that they canceled everything. And then I was with this with my friends, and I was like, well, I guess we do now learn how to. Well, I mean, we we knew we now have a cool 
dance choreograph, which we will never do it, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Now, tell me, what does a typical day in your life look like when you're preparing for a performance? Yeah. Um. So, I don't like to do too much on performance days, at least, like, when it's opening or close to opening. I try to make sure that the first half of my day or whatever part of the day is not, you know, performing yeah. is pretty low-key and relaxed. Um, just because I don't like to be out rushing and then now I have all of this like rushed energy and I don't like to take that into my performance. So breakfast, of course, um, definitely early in the morning. Cause I feel like as the nerves may start to kick in, you might not get hungry, but you do need that fuel. So totally. breakfast in the morning, a good, you know, warm up, um, maybe a soak, really just kind of preparing my body for what it has to do. Mm. Um, yeah, we have hair and makeup, all the good things. I typically try to do like a, a warm up and stretch before I head to the rehearsal space. Um, and then when I get there, it's usually just um, directed towards what I might be doing in the show. So if I'm mm -hmm. doing a batma, I'll do a batma. If I need turns, I'll do more abs and things like that. So okay. I really honestly don't try to do too much before performance days, really just kind of hone in and recenter. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, what are you, yeah like can you share your thoughts right on the um on the importance of dance in our society yeah um dance is universal and i think um i also have a psych degree so i was doing a little bit of research about like um trauma in the body and how we can work through that through movement and something mm -hmm. that um i researched was like uh, individuals that have depression like vertical movement movement is really good for things like that so i think regardless of the population it's something that can connect us all um and show that community which is is super important like mm. i can connect with someone that might be dancing in india or i can watch the world of dance and see lots of different styles and lots of different people and connect with a different culture and a different style and connect i think that the connection of movement that that movement is just movement and it's not so far away from you know a dancer versus someone who might not dance it's yeah. something that we can all do i think is really important and special yeah that's true i mean at the end of the day it's a form of expression right and right. it's important for us to have like ways to express us i mean and let's face it everybody everybody dances either either with them with themselves in front of the mirror or in the right. shower or you know everybody does that so it's necessary in our life for sure so absolutely now let's say you know one day i call you and i tell you that i, that I want to become a dancer now here's the thing i mean i have your experience all right so based on what you know what do you think it would be important for me to know or or like what do you think it would be a good place for me to start a good place to start um I would say that is a good place to start. Just start. I I know a lot of people who wouldn't engage or, or do an intensive because they didn't want to go by themselves or go to class because of X, Y, and Z or this, that, and the and third. And I think just starting and making that connection, go take that dance class. Go do a follow along on YouTube or you know something like that. There are a lot of times... Well, I would say a model that I use in my life is feel the fear and do it anyway. So there were times where I would be nervous or I didn't have anybody to do something with, or I didn't know how to try this move, like committing to it and giving your all and having fun is, is the start of it really. 
Okay, okay. Now, how do you feel dance has evolved over the years, and especially with the influence of social media and technology as well? Yeah, so as we've seen with TikTok, TikTok kind of changed oh, yeah. all that we really know about oh, yeah. dance. Um, mm -hmm. Again, you have across different styles and cultures and areas of the world. And I think that, again, going back to my original or my former comment, just like it really connects everybody. Totally. And I think that it makes it more universal, knowing that everybody can do it. You have moms and dads and aunts and uncles, grandparents parents, dogs, everybody participating in it. It's really a social dance, social mm -hmm. culture um, that everybody can be a part of. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's amazing, right? That that uh, that you can see now people from all over the world, you know, for like from all over the world, if they have a cell phone with Wi-Fi, they can record a dancing video and boom, you know, it's on the, it's on the world, let's say. So yeah, I do, I do find that really, really cool as back then, it was like a little bit hard, you know, for you to find, you know, like uh, either dancers or, uh, or, or, or yeah, or like stuff like that. But now, I mean, you just open TikTok or even like Instagram or, or YouTube sometimes or as YouTube, well. Yeah. And you start, you have all, yeah, all type of, and even like with all, with, with music that maybe at some point you were like, there's no way someone can actually dance with that. <laughs> Boom. You know, there's like that. So, so I find that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It also and, and then one day it becomes viral and you're like, what? You know? So I find okay. that pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Now my last question would be two questions. The first okay. one is like what motivates you? You know, we all have those days that uh basically we just want to quit. You know, it's 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 inevitable, happens to all of us regardless regardless in what we're doing. So how you manage to stay, yeah, to stay positive, to stay on the go, to be like, you know what, I'm just gonna keep moving. Yes, my mentor just posted um and tagged me in a, a video a few weeks ago and it said remember your why mm. and i was like oh i needed that today yeah um remember why you started remember yes my body's tired it's hot you know my knees hurt my body's aching and remember like that little girl that was dancing in the backyard or you know working at um a senior living center nine dollars an hour probably mm. like maybe six to eight hours a week to pay for one ballet class remember like that drive and that motivation of like really wanting the thing that you're doing now and knowing that I'm in the blessings and the opportunities that I really wanted years ago so remember that passion of being on stage and you know that that spark so I think that is really important and there's someone that would love to be in my position you know yeah. and I have the opportunity to do it so embrace it and love it yes I love my job it's hard, but there's nothing else that I want to be doing. And so just remembering, holding on to that, that little seed that sprouted this journey that why I'm here on this podcast right now, you know, totally, totally. Important. yeah, that's true. Yeah. I do think that, uh, that sometimes we take things for granted. Right. And we don't forget the things we have done to achieve. Yeah. Like the things we have achieved to be where we are right now that, yeah, perhaps is not the position you wanted, but Hey, you know, I do think that everything it's, it's, it's a process, you know, that it's, um, that it's a, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. And during that journey, you have to, you know, enjoy your victories. I do think that sometimes that's that's that it, that is a um like a problem, that your small victories sometimes you don't even enjoy them. You know, you're like, okay, good, but I want to, you know, be in this position one day. And I do think like the like the like the healthiest way of see things is like, yeah, I'm gonna be there one day. You know, but now I'm just enjoying in enjoying in this process. You know, learning my lessons. You know, things like that. 
because mm-hmm. yeah it's crazy and, and 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 like i do think that it's also the fault of the whole um internet stuff you know that 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 that, that right now we are used to get everything like this you know you get to basically you can get everything like this you know even like buying online and things like that and due to that we forget that things take time you know so yeah i love it i love that now my final question here is what do you think it would be a a great title for this video um well with your last statement i would say it's the journey there you go and it's the journey it's a journey. Okay. Because that, that that's going to be the title for this video. So <laughs> yeah, it's the journey becoming or, okay. you know, something like that. Like it, you have to embrace and love all the small little things yeah. on the way yeah. to the, the goal. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, at the end, what can I say, Tiffany? You know, it's incredible what you do and the fact that you are pursuing it. You know, I can understand how difficult and annoying sometimes might be but hey as we were saying it's part of the whole experience and you're doing it and you're achieving it which i do think that is like the yeah that is the the proof to everyone who wants to either starting out dancing or acting singing whatever you know that everything is possible but of course you need to work on it you know because having on your mind and be like i want to do that that's perfect i do think that that would be like the first step but now mm-hmm. comes the toughest one which is work on it you know so you, and you're doing it so that's pretty cool Thank you so much, Dan. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I do want to thank also those who uh, who stayed here in this episode. Thank you so much. As I said in the beginning, don't forget to leave a like, subscribe, follow. It helps a lot. But also, since this episode is about to be over, on the, on the description below, you're going to find all of Tiffany's social media. Let's make her viral. Hashtag Team Tiffany. She's incredible. Uh, and again, Tiffany, thank you so much for making this happen. Keep killing it and have an incredible start of the week. Keeping amazing. And uh, we'll be seeing you in the next one. Absolutely. Thank you, Dan. Bye. All right.